This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. It's me, the Grey Freaker, a horrible little man, more puppet than man. I'm chained to a magazine this time. Oh, I'm looking through the magazine. Oh, look at all these articles about guns. Oh, but what's this? Oh, there's a periodical. There's a story. There's a, a serialized story in the back of this magazine. That's the framing device of Rude Tales of Magic now. Ah, time to read it. Ahem. It's dusk in Piss Harbor. The humid air smells like sweat, drugs, fried food, and some other stuff. Two orc teenagers smoke stolen cigarettes and eat Piss Harbor-style hot dogs, no condom, outside the Kaiser Permanente <laughs> indoor arena and daycare. <laughs> They're hoping to catch a glimpse or maybe hear a little bit of the big match. They play that game where you make an okay sign under your waist, and if your friend looks at it, you get to hit them in the nuts. But if they break the circle without looking, they get to kick you in the nuts. I don't know what that game's called, but they're playing it. Just going to town on each other's nuts. Both of their family lines end here. Jesus Christ, stop. But they can't hear me. They're too distracted watching the stretch carriage pull up. Holy shit, is that, is that him? Dino, the made man spaghetti, steps out of the limo. He's a gunmetal black dragonborn with shoulders like you wouldn't believe. Oh my God. He flexes. One of the orc boys, they, they steal up their nerve and they, they ask him for an autograph. Dino looks back over his shoulder at him. The boy explodes and disintegrates into a pile of ash. There's smoke coming out of his two boots. The other orc waves him on. I'm good. Inside the Kaiser Permanente indoor arena and daycare, the air is heavy with the smell of cheap beer and peanuts and the shouts of drunks and reprobates. A marine layer of cigar smoke fills the arena. A microphone is lowered down into the boxing ring and a human man with a lumpy head steps out. Lady and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, the big match. The crowd goes fucking apeshit. In this corner, weighing in at 400 pounds of pure muscle is the reigning champion. He's one match away from the Piss Harbor record for most boxing matches won 
we quickly cut to box seats where several mafioso types are smoking cigars and nodding in approval. Lady and gentlemen, let's put those hands together and make an offer he can't refuse for Dino the Made Man Spaghetti! The crowd is charting on the Richter scale for how loud they're cheering for this guy. Oh, they fucking love him, Jesus! And in this corner, the crowd goes silent. Weighing in at 70 pounds if he's wearing a parka, but he is jacked, the pint-sized pugilist, Thicky Thunder. The crowd goes completely silent except for one cricket. A patron snaps the cricket's neck. Neighbors, <laughs> who are we looking at? You're looking at a, uh, a three foot eight, three foot six, absolute spark plug, fire hydrant build kind of dude. Brillo topped hobbit hair, uh, big gooey eyes like uh, uh, comedian and podcaster Branson Reese, and um, <laughs> stubby little arms, yoked to shit, big traps. Tom Hardy's jealous, but uh, this guy is scared shitless in his current moment. Oh, the cricket was a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, the ref steps forward. All right, I want a fair fight. None of this. And he kicks Thicky in the crotch. Oh. None of this. And he slaps Thicky back and forth in the face really quickly. Okay. And especially... <laughs> Especially none of this. And he pulls out a gun and he shoots it at Thicky's feet, making him dance a little jig. Oh, okay, hey, I, I'm, I'm more of a strong guy than cardio, so let's not get too much uh, before the pre-match shenanigans going here. Huh. He nods. And most importantly, no hitting below the belt. You see, uh, uh, my eyes cross as I try to look up at where the made man's belt might be. Uh, <laughs> it's it's his crotch is like five feet off the ground, like it's, it's his belt's way up there. We cut to my perspective; it's just the shadow of his hog, like over me as I look up. <laughs> yeah, so he's wearing a belt and is below that, completely nude. <laughs> <laughs> Just scaly black dragon hog right in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it uh it it like 2001, it just like there's like a huge shadow of it over you. <laughs> the ref pulls out a, a bell and he says, "Lady and gentlemen, let's get ready to fair use." And he rings the bell. <laughs> All right, I'm got um, my first action. I'm gonna run backwards, step on the ropes, and try to leap off and aim for a, aim to land a punch or a body blow of some sort above the belt. Uh, yeah, thick, absolutely. Thick, he's a stickler. He's a thickler for the rules, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can you make a a dexterity roll for me? Uh, yeah, can you? <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that was the right move to ask me to do that. Uh, you just got a a, a nat twenty. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh, so it works. You basically, you just tell me how that goes, and I, I have no choice but to follow your lead. Yeah! Uh, he, uh, we see him run backwards, plant both feet on the top rope, turn and push off like a swimmer doing a flip turn, and he flies head for you. He, puts his hands in his pockets and just aims just his head like a little human torpedo, a.k.a. a sailor dive, directly into the gut of the uh, of Dino and uh, 
folds him in half around his body as he just crunches because this is just a pure bullet of muscle that hits him. It clearly hurts uh, Thicky as well as he, <laughs> he went neck. He went like temple first, but he is his neck is so thick and so short that it's built for this kind of reverberation. But he blasts into Dino's gut. You're like that, uh, like that viral image of the guy who was like built to withstand a, a car crash. You know, he's like built, like, <laughs> you know, like just like no neck. Uh, so you you hit him right in the solar plexus, and he folds in half. He goes, "Oh, my solar plexus!" And the crabs start booing and they're they're chanting. They're chanting for your blood. They say, we want Thicky to die. We want Thicky to die. I try to make eyes with my one friend in the crowd, and I just see the cricket with its neck spun around. And you see my eyes well up with tears as I see the one friend who was rooting me on is now dead. And Thicky is ready to continue to fight if Dino is still in this. Oh, Dino is very much still in this. Uh, he's going to now, he's going to make an attack on you. Uh, so he's, you know, this, this is a boxing match. He's going to take a right hook at you, like, right in the head. He's going to just try to, like, knock you out. Uh, so he's going to make an attack roll on you. He absolutely whips it. He goes right, you're so little. That thing is, you're fucking, he's never fought someone. He's a bully. He's fought people smaller than him. But he's absolutely never fought somebody who's built, like, you're so compact. Uh, it's like an optical illusion. He goes to swing from where your head should be, and it just isn't there. And he just, like, he whiffs it. He eats air, and he, he falls over. Oh, and that's when Thicky's at his best, is when she's fallen over. Uh, mount up! He scry, I scream as I leap on top of him and do what is ostensibly referred to in the MMA community as ground and pound. But again, Thicky, not using his fists or legs, just grabs him by his collar or his neck fat and just starts smashing his head into his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pick him up. Yeah, like right where his mom would like pick him up when he was a kitten. Uh, that's how that's how dragonborns work. He, yeah, you grab him by that. And you're just smashing your head into him over and over again. And he's screaming, saying, no, 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 I was supposed to win. And we cut now up to the, the box seats and we see all of the mafioso types. They're standing up. They're, they're out of their chairs. They're saying, oh, oh, that's not what they wanted at all. They're uh, one of them overturns uh, a table in one of their uh, uh, their little henchmen says, ah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, I don't know, he was supposed to take the fall. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. He was supposed to go out in one punch. Cut back down to the ring, what's going on? I've now climbed up and kind of gotten my, like, I'm like Christmas storying him a little bit. Like I'm sitting on his chest and just kind of wh whipping my little arms back and forth, kind of <laughs> like uh, the, the Karate Kid drum, the Karate Kid 2 drum uh, specifically. Thank you. And I'm just uh, trying to uh, trying to wail on him. Thicky's fully aware that he was supposed to throw this fight, but that seeing his beloved uh, friend Jiminy get his neck snapped, Timony, sorry, uh, <laughs> His beloved friend Timony getting his neck snapped has driven him in, and landing an actual blow as his opener is just uh, spurred him on to now he's in full bloodlust rage mode. He can't stop himself if he wanted to. Oh, yeah. You hear the drums of war pounding in your head. <laughs> Can you make actually a charisma roll for me? <laughs> sure. Oh, I rolled a 16 and I have a okay. 10 charisma. Yeah. The crowd, is, you're, you're winning the crowd over. They are now, they're beginning to, to chant, uh, we once hated Thicky, but he is demonstrating an incredible ability. <laughs> you want to try that? Yeah, Tim, go for it. Yeah. We once, we once hated, hated Thicky, but, but now he's demonstrating an incredible ability. ability. 
We want Zane and Dickie, but he has demonstrated an incredible ability. We want Zane and Dickie, but he has demonstrated an incredible ability. Yeah, they're they're cheering for you. They love you. Uh, what are you gonna do? This guy is prone on the ground. He's completely defenseless. This is hard for Thicky to be loved by the crowd. He, it's, it's not, it's, it's not good for him because it's, he's gonna make bad choices. He knows he's supposed to throw this. He needs the money to feed his family, but he can't stop. The crowd likes him. He starts fucking. Put, he puts his forearm on the throat of Dino and is in his face going. And now it's like he's. I've swung too far in the other direction. I've gone from throwing it to like you're mine. Dino, the only thing you'll be made into is shit as you're digested by carrion birds and then shit on five different ships that will bring your little, you know, processed bones and meat across the five corners of the fucking world. And there's like drool coming out of his mouth and shit. And he's got, uh, you know, some rage issues, maybe from some supplementation he's been uh, taking care of himself. He's a little uh, loose with the giant potions, and he's fucking <laughs> bugging out, and he's he, he, shaking him, shaking him. Like, now he's starting to get a little cocky from the crowd chanting a hyper-specific chant. He's not positive what it is, but he can tell by the energy of the crowd that it's 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 on his behalf. So now he's kind of, I'm strutting around the ring, giving, like, the Hulk ears as, like, while Dino lays there. I'm like, let me hear from the crowd. Going to the turnbuckles, climbing up, and, like, shaking. Still not visible by a lot of people in the crowd. Like, Gets up to the first turnbuckle, raises his hands, and you could barely see like the knuckles over the third turnbuckle. <laughs> oh yeah, we cut to the crowd, and uh, one guy turns to another and says, "I can't really see this guy, but I can tell from context clues that he's absolutely killing in there." We cut back to the ring. <laughs> I, a, a little tiny thumb gives a thumbs up over the top of the turnbuckle as I turn around and see Dino. Is he still laying down? Is he? Is he? He's laying sleep? down, and you you are on his throat, and he looks up at you, and his throat is just like. It's almost caved in. He's just like, you absolutely have like knocked the shit out of this guy. He wasn't prepping for this. He wasn't training. He wasn't ready. Uh, he thought you were going to go down in one hit. And so he was completely thrown. He looks up at you with like a, let's say like a podcaster DMs, like big, just like glassy eyes, uh, just like pleading for you to not do what he thinks you're about to do. And he says, please, no, we had an arrangement. I, I just nod. You're right. We did have an arrangement. And I do a full <laughs> somersault off the top turnbuckle, like moonsault butt drop directly onto his uh, his previously damaged solar plexus. A called shot, if you will. <laughs> oh, like Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield. You cave in his uh, solar plexus, but we don't see that. We just see a wide shot now. We see the entire arena. We see a tiny figure moving towards another tiny figure. We hear a pop, and there's... <laughs> A deafening silence before we cut to the new Moonlight Value Bounties headquarters in a location so secret that nobody knows about it. Not even the employees of the Glory Days Sports Bar and Grill upstairs on Walnut and 33rd know about it. Ever since the original headquarters burned down in the previous episode, <laughs> Maybelline Moonlight has had to set up shop down here. It's even less comfortable than last time. A single pixie ass flickers up above, barely filling the room with light. Maybelline Moonlight steps forward. Hey, guys. We got a really special bounty for you today. She hits a visual Kenku on the head, and it projects a black and white image onto the wall of a halfling fighter knocking out an elf. It looks exactly like a George Bellows painting. 
Your target is Thickwick Thunderthumb, aka Thicky Thunder. He's the halfling knocking out the elf. Don't pay attention to Waylon Babyface, the elf. He got hit by a fast dog and died. The dog is fine. <laughs> anyway, your target is the halfling. That name again is Thickwick Thunderthumb, aka Thicky Thunder. He was supposed to take a fall in tonight's big match with Dino the Maid Man Spaghetti, but he didn't. He didn't do that at all. In fact, he killed him. Terry Surgery had a lot of money riding on that match, and boy is he pissed. He's so pissed that, well, when I talked to him, he was even rude to me. Maybelline Moonlight, the most beloved figure in the tight-knit bounty hunting community. Oh, woe is me. She composes herself. <clears throat> Thicky was last seen at the Kaiser Permanente Indoor Arena and Daycare, and is suspected to still be in the area due to his relatively low dexterity score. Find him! And find him fast, because you're not the only bounty hunters out looking for him. Why, Cat Gentleman is even on the hunt for him. And Cat Gentleman always gets his man. Any questions? Uh, you see uh, a hand raise up from the massive centaur on the left? Yeah. Chris, who are we looking at here? You're looking at Jonathan Large. He looks like if Hulk Hogan tried to jackknife into the neck of a horse. His full nudity is prevented by precisely one pauldron of black armor and a smattering of vivid flowers. All right, um, if I'm judging by scale in this photograph, it seems that this thicky thunder fella could be taken out by so much as a size 12 sneaker. Yeah, you'd think that, but he's so dense. This man is built like a bullet, and he's just as dangerous. In fact, more so, bullets can't think. You're telling me. All right, that's a lot for me to think about. <laughs> tougher than his size. He's got to be tougher than his size if he took out Dino Spaghetti. Joe, who just said that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Why, it's that devilishly handsome dwarf, Moose. He's got slicked back red hair, a crisp red beard, and he's wearing like a t-shirt with a blazer over it and the, and the sleeves rolled up. Yeah. <laughs> So, and just to be clear, Joe, this time you are saying your character is hot. Yeah, this time I am saying okay. that. Okay, this is not something I'm putting on you. No, no, no. I thought I'd try it. I thought I'd try it. You got a that's taste nice. for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's right. He killed him. He crushed his solar plexus, causing him to explode. Maybelline, this feels like you're asking a lot from us. I am. That's why the bounty is set at 700,000 gold, I think. Let me check my notes. I might be saying something I didn't mean to say. Oh, I don't think I did say the bounty. 700,000 gold. This changes everything for me. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. This, that's, that's so much money. That's the nature of bounty hunting for you. <laughs> and let me, let me, Maybelline, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is Terry Surgery putting up that bounty? He sure is. He lost so much money that he decided to spend more money to get this guy killed. So if we get this guy, I'm taking money right out of Terry Surgery's pockets. Oh yeah, you two have a history, don't you? Well, I'm sleeping with his wife. <laughs> oh, sounds like you have a present. Any other questions? <laughs> I'm good. Oh, I meant for the group, not for oh, you sure, as sure, an individual of course, of course. That's why I was looking directly at you as I said it. And she looks, she goes completely wall-eyed, just sort of taking you all in at once. 
Any other questions? Oh, Moose! <laughs> no. no. Having, having been satisfied, Moose sort of leans back in his chair and pulls out, like, an illustration. It's just, he's a dwarf, so it's just a picture of a mountain that he's he's taking in pulls by out himself. A illustration. What a cool bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Moonlight, my one question is, of course, about... Well, if the mafia gets to them, well, you know, in my experience, the mafia ain't the type of people I like to team up with. And it seems like we'd be doing the mafia's bidding by taking this man off the board, said Tommy Whistle, a frogman who's a cowboy. He's wearing a holster with a cowboy gun in it. He's wearing a cowboy hat. And this time he's got a little bow tie. All of his other clothes he lost in the last episode. If you were listening. Uh, she nods and she goes, well, Tommy, you could think of it like that. Or you could think of it like you're stealing from the mafia. If that makes it easier for you. Stealing from the mafia? Dang, that makes me a Robin Hood. And with all that coin I'm taking from the mafia, think about how many wishes I could get granted without wishing well taking all them coins that we'd be, we'd be earning in this That's job right. of ours. There is an actual wishing well in Piss Harbor. As Just going with what you said, there's a wishing well here. If you throw money into it, you get a wish. <laughs> can we cut to Tommy Whistle at the wishing well? Of course we can. <laughs> I wish for my clothes back... I- not yet. I'll wait till they listen. And, you put... <laughs> and that's your wish? It's a wish withheld. Tommy Whistle is withholding the wish. Tommy Whistle believes um, in a lot of good in the world. He believes in a lot. He's a sort of upright cowboy guy. And he doesn't want to make that wish until he's ready to receive it. Okay, the guy behind you says, Buddy, I'm trying to wish for treasure back here. Let's move it or lose it. No, I want to take up the space. A little. I want to take up the space. <laughs> Okay, the guy moves in front of you. He goes, okay, I wish everything I touch turns to gold. No downside. All right, we cut back. (laughs) All right, any other questions? Even if you don't have a question, this is sort of an opportunity for you to introduce yourself to the audience all over again. Um, The camera trails over to a folding table where a box of old coffee has spilled over. uh, And we see a mangy looking coyote dog lapping up the disgusting coffee. Um, next to him is a sword with a giant roving eyeball. The eyeball is pink and the iris is red and it's darting backwards and forwards and you hear a voice come from this sword. I don't really care who's issued the bounty or why. I just want to go and stab someone. <laughs> well, to answer your question, yes. Thank you. And you hear a flushing and from the restroom exits a four-foot-tall gargoyle. Uh, She is made of gray, expensive-looking stone that matches the cathedral she burned down when she left. Last episode. She's she's wiping her hands on a paper towel that she then crushes in her um, stone hand and it disintegrates as it falls. And after the flush is done, you hear a bit of like a choir of um, divine sort of uh, eminence because when she goes to the bathroom, she's a gargoyle, she just pours holy water out of her mouth into the toilet. (laughs) And she says, let's go hunt a man. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan Large cocks his mace. All right, good luck, bounty hunters. And please don't- Wait, did we say- Oh, you just, you guys are accepting the bounty, right? Yes, did we say dead or alive? Uh, Alive is preferable. 
Uh, Terry Surgery wants to, to torture this guy to death. Okay. Huh. Uh, Neil is shocked by that, but doesn't ask questions because she's ready to accept the mission and walks out. All right, good luck, bounty hunters. Please don't burn down the, the headquarters again this time. Uh, she catches the, the flame that she had just used to light her cigarette, and she snuffs it out. Phew! And uh, as as she says that, she uh, she dusts her hands off and she knocks over a scented candle. Uh, and uh, Maybelline Moonlight bursts into flames as the entire headquarters goes up in flames behind you. She goes, oh no, a second time in a row. What are the odds? Oh, but then we all walk out and the flames are behind us and it's like, boom. Yeah, and it's like, that's awesome. the name of the game. Like, call it all freaks as you guys walk out. <laughs> the dog is dragging its ass outside. <laughs> what a fire starter. Wicked fire starter. All right, you guys are outside. It's nighttime now. Early evening. Uh, you've got one lead, and you know that he's down at the uh, the Kaiser Permanente Indoor Arena and Daycare. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Ejika calls out to Moose. Moose? Yeah. You're a halfling, right? No, I'm a dwarf. Let my dog sniff you. What? Let my dog sniff you. It'll catch the scent of short men and lead us to our bounty. <laughs> I... I know people say that, but we don't have a different scent. I beg to differ. I sp- now, I've been around for a quite a long time, you know. And I have smelled my share of men, short, tall, and in between. I swear to God. I mean, dwarves smell like rocks and halflings smell like hay. It doesn't matter what you're saying. The the coyote is, is sniffing you, and it's, it's liking what it smells. Uh, Carly, can I have you make a wisdom roll? And Joe, can I have you make a charisma roll? Yes. Yeah. Um, 16. Okay. Branson, my charisma roll was a nine. A nine? Yeah. Joe, even though Moose is right and halflings and dwarves smell differently, this works. Um, <laughs> the dog takes off like a shot and uh, and Ejika says, <laughs> Ejika starts howling with him like, oh, 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 oh. And uh, as the rest sort of follow behind, Neil scoots up next to Moose and says, so dwarves smell like rocks, huh? I don't want to talk about it, Gargoyle. You've still got a lot to prove. Watch me. And she sort of walks backwards for a second with her arms out, like, watch me. And then she sort of uh, turns around and keeps walking. Like, watch me. Yeah. Moose follows. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Large is galloping after that dog. <laughs> I love the scent of the hunter. Great. You guys are tearing off down the street. You are following uh, this dog. It's leading you over bridges, through alleys. It's going up up hidden staircases like they have in Echo Park, down hidden staircases like they also have in Silver Lake. Uh, and it's just going all up and down over uh, through uh, through neighborhoods. You guys are running for about a half an hour. Luckily, you're all in incredible physical shape. Uh, it's really hard to run for half an hour. Uh, I don't know how anyone does it for 40 minutes, for example. Uh, but you guys, finally, you find yourselves. You are right outside of the Kaiser Permanente Indoor Arena and Daycare. Uh, it's massive. And you see there is, uh, there's caution tape up everywhere. And there's peacekeepers who are our world's cops. Uh, they're just sort of parked out around there. Uh, and they are looking. You see uh, an ambulance. And they're pulling out a body bag, a massive body bag that you can even just tell from the shape of the body bag that whatever is inside of it, its solar plexus was exploded. Look at that divot. That body bag is too big to be carrying a small man. We have to keep hunting. <laughs> Moose is going to look around to see if he recognizes any of the cops. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, make a, uh, make a wisdom, make a wisdom th- roll for me. 
Okay, this time I got a 10. A 10? Uh, you don't recognize many of them. These are these don't seem to be cops that you've been around. It seems to be a bunch of newer. You do see an older cop, though. Uh, you recognize him. It's uh, Potatoes O'Shaughnessy. Moose confidently walks over to Potatoes O'Shaughnessy. Evening, spuds. Yeah, what can I do you for? <laughs> you, uh... You tracked down the perp yet? Nah, we ain't seen head or tails of him. Thanks for not commenting on my, my misleading name, by the way. Uh, no, nah, we, we don't know. We don't know who that guy is. We But we do know we've secured the perimeter. He hasn't left. I know you're second generation. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Thanks for not bringing it up. It hurts my feelings. I never would. Listen, how about you let me and my friends take a look inside? Maybe we can uh burn it down and flush him out. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is police business, okay? We can't just, like, have bounty... I know what you do for work. We can't just have bounty hunters coming in and out here. Although my palm's getting a little cold. I don't know. Maybe if I if you could buy me some mittens from my palm? <laughs> uh, Moose is going to hold Potato's hands and make, like, really deliberate eye contact. Oh, my God. I know we have a will-they-won't-they, but I never thought... Yeah, do you feel... Do you feel how warm my hands are right now? Uh, make a charisma roll for me. Only roll I know how to make, baby. <laughs> Ooh, I am hot tonight. That's an eight. <laughs> an eight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I rolled a four. I have a plus four to charisma. Wow. That's right. I mean, a four would have been really bad for you. An eight, he yeah. just pulls his hands away. He goes, not here, not here. Uh, okay, money if wanna, then? If you want to bribe me, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Moose takes out five gold. Ooh, five gold. That's what they pay me uh, a week. Oh, so this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, he takes the gold and he puts, uh, he's already wearing a hat and he puts a hat on his hat uh, to exemplify his whole deal. And uh, he says, oh, right this way. Uh, Moose turns back to the party and, and nods. We're already in single file behind him. <laughs> yeah, the, except for the coyote who has been like digging at the door as if he wants to go to the bathroom inside the establishment. Yeah, we see the cop dog is sort of the uh, German Shepherd cop dog is sort of looking at you and it shakes its head. It's so uncouth. <laughs> but yeah, he he leads you guys inside. He goes, oh, wow, look at that single file. I can tell you guys went to elementary school. Is that a bird? <laughs> no, no, it was a compliment. I didn't go to elementary school. Oh, you still I went can. straight to high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a smart guy. Oh, I, all right. Anyway, that's that's enough about me. Um, So so Edgica's dog is going to... Uh, swoop in as soon as there's an opening wide enough and he's immediately sniffing around trying to track this scent of short men. Yeah, as they sort of enter, Neil is also going to um, sort of climb the walls, but in a way that's not sneaky at all, sort of like slamming his hand, in, <laughs> slamming her hand into the wall to like create a divot for herself, just like very loudly stone on stone, just like climbing up into the rafters. All right, yeah, you guys are, you're in there, you're searching. Carly, can I have Educa make a, uh, a wisdom roll for me? Yes, that is a 19. 19, you smell it. You smell this short man and you go uh, straight past the locker rooms. You go straight past the concession stands uh, and you lead them up into the, the main floor. You go uh, into the boxing ring, you're, you're smelling around, you smell that he was here before. The scent, it leads you up through the seats 
up to the booth, up to the box where uh, where all of those uh, all of those mafioso types once shook their heads in anger. And all that you see there is a like giant overturned snack bucket that's kind <laughs> of and uh, the, your coyote is like sniffing around it and like and uh, you hear like it's 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 weirdly kind of like fidgeting a little bit and stuff like oh, get the, oh. gosh darn it you got your dang dog trying to eat food when we need to find our perpetrator. Well, he ca- I can't. <laughs> feed him what have you guys been doing to help out i'll let that dog do whatever it dang do i don't got nothing to do with raising the dog i gotta focus on my own family if i ever had see him again the coyote is <laughs> pawing at, at the snack bucket trying to overturn it and the bucket is the bucket is slowly moseying away like a potted <laughs> plant in a warner brothers in a cartoon like it's like slowly sliding towards the exit as the dog is can't you tell a food don't want to be eaten let it go tommy whistle are you named after the sound the wind makes when it goes through your head that dog that dog is on the trail now that's what i call a sword that is sharp it's a sharp sword. <laughs> cutting. A cutting sword. Ow. Where's that bucket going? Yeah, the bucket's like almost out of the door now. Uh, Moose is going to walk over and he's going to knock on the on the bucket. <laughs> Upon that knock, the bucket scrambles away way faster than it's prepared for. It doesn't see like this huge flight of stairs leading all the way back down <laughs> to the center of the Coliseum. But as the bucket s- sprints that direction, you then can tell that there is a tiny person in that because he spills out and is bouncing down along the bucket. He doesn't seem to be getting hurt by any of the- these blows down the stairs, but he is... Oh, oh. Stupid dog. Oh, but he ain't bouncing for long. Tommy Whistle opens his frog mouth and out drops his tongue, all wrapped up like it's ready to do a lasso. Because it is ready to do a lasso. He spins the tongue around uh, and throws it at that bucket. And he gets it. He gets it. Cool. You get the bucket that, uh, that he already fell out of. Right. So you get an empty bucket oh. and you pull it back to yourself. <laughs> the dog is ecstatic and runs over and starts licking the crumbs out. <laughs> Quick, somebody needs to get that little man before this staircase is able to collect the bounty. Uh, Thicky bounces all the way down to the end. Oh, ah, oh what? My bucket. Uh, ah, and then lands head first in another bucket. And his little legs are sticking up at the bottom, but he's now on the floor of, you know, perspective you guys have is it's, you can barely see what's going on, except two tiny little feet kicking out uh, the top of a bucket. Tommy Whistle uh, releases the bucket from his lasso tongue and then starts running down the stairs and then sort of catches himself on the railing and realizes it's actually like a lot steeper to run. So he actually then just starts walking kind of slowly down the stairs and and you know when you're going down to your seats and then they're so steep dude yeah no i know what you mean tommy's Mm -hmm. doing the right thing here yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna take my horse guy like two hours to get back down those stairs (laughs) (laughs) it's like a senior prank like leading him up the stairs (laughs) yeah yeah, i i don't like what's happened um but tommy whistle gets to the very bottom (laughs) who are you freaks huh what the hell is going on here i was just trying to hide you rats Freaks, that's just in the eye of the beholder. We're all a bit strange in our own way, gentlemen. Gentleman, my gentleman. You look like if I squeezed you, honey would come out into my tea. Me? Yes. Huh. 
You're a little honey bear. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, <laughs> weirdly flattering. I haven't engaged with a, a sentient weapon before. This is nice to meet kind you. Kind of thrilling. Hey, hi. <laughs> or a frog man, or a frog lady, frog boy. I'm a frog man. I'm the frog man. Frog man, cowboy. I understand why you may have been confused. Well, you look like a frog, nothing like a cow. I got to give you that, kiddo. Nice work. <laughs> hey, you're kind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why everyone's trying to kill you. Because you see, everyone's trying to kill me. Don't you? <laughs> now, hold on. Hold on. Let's 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 take the temperature down and Moose sort of walks into the situation. No one's trying to kill you. They're just trying to torture you endlessly. Is someone cooking rocks around here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a dwarf. Oh, I should have known. I thought I smelled gravel. Well, I thought I was in a hayfield, so I guess that makes two of us. Not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Boys, 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 come on. <laughs> uh, Thicky is continuing to engage with everyone, but he is slowly putting his back up against the uh, the ring in the center so that no one could get behind him. This guy, he's I've been in a few street fights. I'm not about to let anyone get the jump on me. Against his better judgment, Moose is going to look up and try and make eye contact with Neil. Neil is already falling directly towards Moose. <laughs> <laughs> moose dives. Moose dies? Oh, no. I thought you were going to say Moose dies, too. Um, Neil lands in a three-point superhero uh, stance. It's called something, right? What's it called? It's called yeah, that. three-point landing. You that. got it. You got you it. Yeah. I got it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You undercut it completely by asking, but you got it originally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic. It's a roller coaster to listen to, but I'm here. <laughs> okay. So she does it. She's confident. Um, and then she stands and she says, this man is kind. We're not here to hunt kind men. And she turns towards her fellow hunters. I believe we've been misled. By Maybelline? I'm not that kind. I'm sorry. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> lawyer against myself here, but I'm not really that kind. I, I'm, you know, I'm just a fighter by nature and... I uh, I know what this must be about. Were you guys hired by Terry Surgery and uh, Dino's the Made Man uh, Spaghetti's Boys? We were hired by their competitors. That's right. We are not. <laughs> no, we were. Sorry, no, we. <laughs> we were hired by Terry Surgery. <laughs> we were hired by Terry Surgery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think Mr. Fro I think Mr. Frogman Cowboy here. You might be under the impression that you were acting as if you were going to be competing against the mob like you I think you have it in your head that you have altruistic notions here in hunting me down but no, no uh, you guys are working for the mob that makes you guys bad guys no yes <gasps> we can't we can't be yes we can we can work for anyone but we ourselves are not bad Neil I know you're new to this but the bounty's the bounty. When you accept the job, you accept everything that comes from it. I never kill a righteous man. How do we know he's righteous? He just said he wasn't that kind. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, righteous seems even harder for me to pull off. Kind is sort of like a touch and go thing. I could be kind in one moment and then kind of lose it in another moment. But righteous, I don't know about me. I'm a pugilist who takes bets to lose, but I just couldn't lose this one. They killed my best friend, Timony. White. 
Are you saying that you killed someone in retribution for wrong done to you and your kin? This sounds justified. Well, I hate to agree with a gargoyle <laughs> because of their attachments to the church. But I think this one's right. I don't understand. You said you don't want a lawyer against yourself, but you are negotiating against your interests. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm I'm truthful to a fault. I when I got with my ex-wife, I was too upfront and she left me the day we got <laughs> the day we got home from our honeymoon. I was way too upfront about my shit and my baggage and we cut to that. Yeah, we cut to that right now. Uh, she's carrying you back over the uh, over the threshold into your own home. Uh, wasn't that a delight, hun? Now, just as a heads up, I have a tendency towards violence and a crippling addiction to frost giant strength potions that kind of lead me to be full of rage and I could fly off the handle at any given moment. You what? We dated for six years. How did you keep this from me? Oh, I would just uh, Listerine so you couldn't smell the potion on my breath. Uh, yeah, and you look over there. If you look in the back of the toilet tank floating there is a couple of bottles of potions. Um, I'm hooked, sweetie. I understand if you want to. And also, I've been wearing a strap on. I know we've only fucked in, in the absolute dark. And that, uh, so I, I'm misrepresenting my size down there. I kept saying I'm a grower, not a shower, but I'm not even a grower. She looks at you, she goes, I am beyond disappointed. I can excuse the rage problem. I can excuse lying to me about addiction, but being neither a grower nor a shower, get it. You know what? She shrugs and looks at the camera and says, guess I'm divorced. <laughs> we cut back. And that was the last time I lawyered against myself, okay? Uh, from from three quarters of the way up the staircase, uh, going down like side like side by side, uh, Jonathan Large yells, Why has nobody apprehended that fire hydrant yet? Listen, the job's the job, and this is a huge payday of money we'd be taking right out of Terry Surgery's pockets, a man I would love to take down a peg. The only way I would agree to not turn this little guy in is if if he were to call upon the ancient and stalwart bond between all the small races, but... You made a lot of hay when I said you all smelled the same, and now there's a bond. Hey, drop this hay shit, sword. Okay, I'm tired of hearing about my hay stench. Okay, I've been living in a piss city my whole life. I haven't even get to see hay anymore. Yeah, my ancestors grew up on a beautiful little farm in a hole, eating berries and moss. But I grew up on the streets, eating knuckle sandwiches and drinking piss. And yes, actual piss. Now, you guys listen to me. I don't know how much you think you're going to get paid by Terry Surgery, but he's out 700,000 gold pieces after losing that bet that he placed against me. I was supposed <gasps> to fall, and he was supposed to double his money up pretty easily, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. In that moment, I felt, I guess, what you would call righteous, but in my mind, it was more of a... This sucks. I don't want to lose to this fucking dork. <laughs> then, then it's settled. At the very least, we should wait until Terry's got enough money to pay us before we make our decision. You want us to wait. You want us to wait while Cat Gentleman is hot on this man's tail. Cat Gentleman's out to get me too? Cat Gentleman, Terry Surgery, and whoever you guys are? Uh, 
that can't be good. Especially if Cat Gentleman. I'm actually scared of him. And your friend. There's an elevator. If you look, just, there's a lift, like, just to your right. Go back oh. up and come down in the elevator. Oh. <laughs> Mother Mosquito Risa, I missed it. And uh, Jonathan happily gallops back up the stairs. Easy to go up. And then uh, pushes the button for the lift. Uh, looks back down at you all and smiles and kind of shrugs as he waits. We're all waving. What I'm saying is that if this group can't come to a decision together, we can at least agree that if we killed the man or took him away and took him to Terry's surgery, we may not even get paid. So it might as well keep him from all those trying to do him harm until we know what's in it for us. Let's make a decision. He's a righteous man, an honest man, a kind man, and a man in front of us, bearing his soul and asking for our help. Moose, what would Terry Surgery hate more than losing that money? Not torturing the man he wants to torture. Watching you sleep with his wife. Sorry, I thought we were gonna say it at the same time. <laughs> I don't think you did, but that's all right. Okay. Moose, you know I'm right. I know you're scared of me, but this isn't about that. This isn't about us. This is about the real job, fucking over Terry surgery and saving this beautiful, wonderful, exceptional citizen. I'm getting so gassed up right now. My ego is through the roof. Uh, now, I I don't know how sex works or gender works with uh, gargoyles, but I'm, I'm, I'm mad open to whatever, you know? So just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Moose? <laughs> I'm still a no. <laughs> okay, really? fine. I call No, just on, just on sex. Just on sex with you. I'm not asking about sex. Oh, I lost the thread. A- I didn't mean to answer that. <laughs> then I, I jumped a gun there. How about this? I call on an ancient and stalwart bond. Does that work for you, Moose? <laughs> it's specifically that the one thing you said would work. <laughs> it seems I've got no choice. And Moose walks up. And he puts out his hand. Thicky puts out his hand, and it's even smaller than Moose's, but it is exclusively a callus. It is just like a big, like gross pumice stoned ass thing. And you're like, oh. we yeah. cut now. We cut back to Thicky, just like uh, hours and hours practicing Spanish guitar. <laughs> I love Vicky Cristina Barcelona. <laughs> we have that movie here. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. We do have Woody Allen and Cordelia. We cut back. No, we, no. we cut back. We we cut back, and it's a close up, but it's still just two very small hands shaking in the frame. His doll hands for some reason. Yeah, they're like puppeted. Well, if we're all agreed, first step is to get this man out of here. And I have the perfect way to hide him as we make our exit. Vicky, may I present to you my cowboy hat. Tommy takes off his cowboy hat. There it is. And he puts it over Vicky <laughs> and then makes a little um, platform with his hand so Vicky uh, can walk on with, while wearing the hat. And then he picks him up and puts the hat back on his head. How big are you, Tim? <laughs> He's three feet, eight inches. <laughs> You're wearing a three foot tall cowboy hat. You know, since I have never actually said the height of the hat, it's so interesting. You said it was a 10 gallon hat. I did I say it was 10 gallon? Yeah. 
And that's, but you know, Galen, <laughs> the, here's the funny thing about like weight and like, and volume. It can be distributed listen in up, different ways. Listen up. <laughs> it can be distributed different ways. You see, Tim, I'm, I mean? look, I am the DM. I am not going to stop you. I just want you to say I'm wearing a three foot tall hat. <laughs> I am wearing a three foot tall hat. <laughs> it works. Yay! It works. Yay! Oh, man, y your head is slippery. You're, you're <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Tommy, you do have a thick, dense, like jacked guy just standing on your head now. I need you to make a strength roll. Sure. Oh, fuck. That's so bad for me. And he's slippery, uh, Thicky. I need you to make a dexterity roll. Oh, that's bad for me. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So I got a 14. Okay, pretty good. You feel uh, immense pain in your spine, but not enough to stop. <laughs> I, got, I got a 10. You got a 10? Yeah. I mean, you're 11, I guess I had a plus one. Yeah. Okay. 11. It's, it's working. You're not falling off of his head, but it's like, it's as if Mr. Bean was inside of that hat, you know, like you are, you're not going to stay up there that long. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> flailing around up there. The hat is just sort of like swaying as if there's a breeze. And I somehow uh, have a Turkey on my head inside of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sort of like a Kingfisher in flight, you know, my head is like sort of staying sort of stable while my body is sort of moving mm -hmm. around, moving mm -hmm. around it. So trying to keep that platform as clear as possible, but it's it's really on a, a stumbling frame. And as you stumble, there's a ding as the elevator doors open. Uh, Jonathan Large <laughs> steps out and uh, gives a wink to the uh, kobold who is responsible for hitting the bell that lets the elevator ding when the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> the kobold nods at you and says, very good, sir. And then the doors close. But as they close, um, from up above, a human cop, extremely lithe and limber, who had been uh, just sort of like had all of his uh, his arms and legs stretched out at the top of the elevator. He crawls out from the top. He had been so stealthy up there you hadn't noticed because uh, I rolled for him secretly. He oh. crawls out. And he follows you out, and he begins swinging his baton and saying, Hey, what seems to be all the trouble here? Ugh, fruit of the loom, who's there? <laughs> Why, it's, it's just me, a normal policeman. He pulls on his long, uh, whiskery mustache. As he says, just a, just a, a regular run-of-the-mill cop. Why, why, my name is Jack Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Officer Daniels. I'm just a... Sports fan. A sports fan? How very plausible. You know, if you happened to be a bounty hunter, that wouldn't be the end of the world. Oh, well, you know, it's my day off. <laughs> well, fair enough. Eh, well, you know, we're trying to we're trying to evacuate the place and keep civilians out, but I just wanted to know if you'd seen anything unusual. And as he says that, he looks over towards the ring at the rest of the group. He walks through, he says, how very strange indeed. And he's being very loud here. And uh, Thicky, you can hear him as he talks. So very strange. You know, we're looking for a, a little fella. A little, about the size of one. And he looks at Tom. He says, about the size of one hat. And he watches as the hat sways on your head. He goes, you know, we don't want to do anything wrong with him. We want to protect this fella. You know, there's a big bounty out on his head. If there are any bounty hunters looking for him, we want to take him into custody. There's no rule against exploding a man's solar plexus during a boxing match. There's, he's broken no laws. We would protect this fella. Oh, sounds great. It certainly does. And I certainly hope you can find him. Uh, Jonathan Large has picked up all the context clues and knows what's happening, and he's on board. He's like, 
Got it. We're protecting him, not hunting him. I gotta kill this cop. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Jonathan Large tries to sneak up behind the cop, like raising his gigantic spiked flail over his head, like really quietly. Yeah. And like he's just trying to tiptoe on his horse hooves behind him <laughs> before he can try to bash his brains in. Can you make a stealth roll for me? Make a, a just a dexterity roll for me? Yes. I don't think it'll be good. Uh, it, it's it's excellent. It's a 19. It's a Ooh. 19? Yeah. He didn't see it coming. All right. I'm going to take a swing at that cop's skull. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You, uh, was that was a mace you like cocked earlier? Yes. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's like a chain flail kind of thing. A mace sure. flail. It's a big, big 75 pound ball on a chain that he wields. <laughs> And he doesn't see it coming. Uh, yeah, just make an attack roll on this guy's head because it's already, it's preloaded because I remember you loaded it in the earlier Thank scene. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the attack roll, not so hot. Uh, I got a six. A six? Okay, yeah. so um, that's pretty bad. So you're going to uh, <laughs> knock his cop hat off of his head. He, he with like, with like a, a strange, like, oh, sixth sense almost. He ducks just in time. The hat is knocked off of his head, revealing two large cat ears coming off <gasps> of the top of his head. Oh, fuck. Wait a minute. Kitty cats aren't allowed to join the force. I remember voting for that in a referendum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Large keeps that that flail going around. And he goes in for hit number two before it's too late. And by the time uh, you go in for hit number two, he's removed his human mask and revealed himself as he says, Hello, it's me, Cat Gentleman. Ooh, you know who doesn't ah. like that? Ejika's freaking dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is going to lunge at Cat Gentleman. With Ejika in his mouth. He's like a black and white tuxedo cat person, by the way. I just want to introduce oh, him before yeah. he dies. It sounds like he's about to get killed. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's ripped the, the human face off, and he turns around to face and bow <laughs> deeply to the group, putting his face down at about level with uh, this charging coyote dog. Can you make an attack roll on him? That also causes the flail to go <laughs> whiffing over his head a second time. Dag Napata. Um, I got a 13. You got a 13. That's pretty good, but this guy is extremely fat. Cat Gentleman always gets his man. <laughs> this guy is, this is someone to be feared. Um, you're charging at him and he's going to run up your spine. Uh, he just like, he steps on your head and he just runs up your spine and run and goes into Christ pose as he dives towards Tommy and Thicky under the hat. He has pieced together what's going on here. And he's going to jump for Tommy and Thicky. He makes an attack roll on the hat and he gets an 18. <gasps> so he's going for the hat. Tommy, he knocks your hat off of your head. Thicky, inside of the hat, uh, you feel as arms go around you, uh, and he, using the force of his uh, his dive, he rolls, and both of you now are in, uh, you're in the boxing ring. Now he's rolled with you through the rings, and you're inside of the ring. Smart move, Mr. Gentleman. Bring me to my home turf. It's on now, bitch. And I go to put my finger Ooh. in his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's completely ripped off the cop uniform. Uh, the finger ex wide as a palm. <laughs> he's all Exposing thumbs. It. I think my my last name is Thunder Thumb, and that's why the idea <laughs> Yes. Thick, quick Thunder Thumb. And I gotta put my thumb in this stupid cat's ass. All right, yeah, make an attack roll on his ass. 
Oh, hell yeah. Hold on. I get a bonus to let me just look at my character sheet. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> I can attack twice per round, and I have uh, my little cheap metal gloves on. Or in this case, we'll just say my hands are disgusting and <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I get a plus two. So I rolled a 19. Ooh. Oh, my God. Pop! Goes right in. <laughs> Neither of us react. <laughs> there is, Nothing but there is like a long beat of it's just like, like it's just yeah. the thumb is in the ass. He is completely motionless. His eyes are wide. And then he goes, yip, 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 and he shrieks and all the hair on the back of his neck stands up and he turns around and he kisses at you. Um, uh, so you've made your first attack roll. You get two per round. Yeah. Now I do. This is a classic combo. Once I have one thumb in your ass, I go for a hook with the other hand, kind of holding you in place a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> classic. Classic. Uh, I actually learned this in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, <laughs> Put a thumb in an ass? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm very good at the former and not so good at the latter. I rolled a seven <laughs> with the bonus. <laughs> he's actually, he's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> You're so, yeah, the just the like the, the visceral physical experience of having your thumb in this guy's ass is like so unique to you that you're like a little thrown and as he's hissing, you just like completely whiff it. Now he's going to take an attack on you. He's got claws. He's a cat. He's going to swipe at your face. He makes an attack roll. Ooh, he misses too. He's just, he's got a thumb in his ass. He's like not used to this at all. Uh, so you've swung at him and whiffed. He's swiped at you and whiffed. And he's going to now, he's going to do everything he can to uh, move away from you. And he's going to try to like clench his ass to like get your thumb out of there. And that's good. That's what I want him to do. <laughs> yeah. This is going perfectly for you. He's just like he's pushing your thumb out as hard as he can. <laughs> um, while this is happening, uh, Tommy Whistle is in the ring with them, and he has decided to take the role of the the referee, where he is just sort of standing between them, uh, and he's not making any calls, but he's making he's looking very seriously as if there is something bad. <laughs> as if he's trying to find a hold or something illegal. Yeah, it's okay. If that's what you're doing, then Cat Gentleman is going to look at you and be like, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. His thumb is in my asshole. Blow the whistle. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. He's holding up his finger to both of the both of the opponents. as just like, don't stay with it. Stay with it. You know? Uh, Cat Gentleman's not used to this. He's used to a different class of bounty and bounty hunter. Uh, he's not used to having his asshole with a thumb inside of it uh, and he's uh, he's gonna now he's gonna take an attack roll at Tommy he's gonna swipe at Tommy what the hug okay he takes a swipe at you um, but his claws are uh, not his claws had gone back into his paw and he just sort of like lightly bats you he was really trying to like hit you with the claws and instead he just sort of a like oh you kind of like <laughs> slap across the face and then he like anime style very quickly like thinks out loud there's a thumb in my asshole and it's causing me to fight poorly. I need to get the thumb out of my asshole. <laughs> um, so this, um, he has broken the seal of Tommy Whistle's respect. Uh, and since he has done that, Tommy Whistle is now ready for killing. Um, and he takes out his cowboy gun, uh, uh, spins it around his finger and then holds it over his other arm and fires. Point blank. <laughs> okay. At, at Cat Gentleman. Yes, I catch I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, make an attack roll on Cat Gentleman. Oh, fuck. That's a one. What? Oh. 
Okay, so uh. as you do it, before you can do it, Cat Gentleman puts his finger into the uh, the barrel of the gun. The gun explodes on your face, just like covering your face in like soot and ash as you blink as if to say, what a woman. <laughs> uh, Thicky gives a knowing nod of like, where'd you learn that one, Cat? <laughs> 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 From just outside the ring, you hear a pss, pss, pss. Cat, <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that Cat Gentleman can focus on. He this pss, 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 he's, he's looking, he's, what is that? What's going on? Where is that? Where's that coming from? And Neil, who spent many, many a night um, in the company of the feline um, intruders upon the roof of the chapel that she um, sentineled, when she catches, uh, can she catch Cat's eye? You, you, if you're doing piss, 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 yeah, you're, you've got yeah. his attention. Okay, so we've got eye contact, and she slow blinks at him. He slow blinks at you. And when his eyes are closed, she rips one of the ropes from the ring off of the ring and throws it at him to, like, wrap him up. Okay, great. Are you, like, lasso styling, or are you just, like, throwing a rope at him? Yeah, I'm in cartoon rules of, like, I throw the rope, and then it's, like, whoop, 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 and it just totally surrounds him, but I don't. Okay, yeah, no, I, I dig that. I know that's fine. Make a charisma roll for me. Okay. <laughs> it's it's funny that if cartoon logic, to get a cartoon logic move, you have to be charismatic. Yeah, That's yeah dude, it doesn't work when Elmer Fudd tries it. <laughs> okay, I got Ooh. a 16. You got a 16? Yeah. Uh, it wraps all around him, um, and you hear a pop as uh, Thicky's thumb is, it squeezes him so tight that it, it shoots the thumb out of his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cat Gentleman says, oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's enough of that. Uh, and he falls over to the side. Let's get out of here while we still have our perfect man. Are, is, are you referring to me? Yes. You oh, are righteous, honest, kind man. Let's get him out of here before the cat's out of the bag or the ropes. <laughs> Damn, Neil, that fucking killed me. <laughs> 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 As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Guess what? I'm here to beg you to attend my Holiday Variety Spectacular. That's right. It's called Made of Bugs, and it's on Sunday, December 17th at Little Field in Gowanus, New York. There's going to be music and stand-up and sketch and hymns? Probably. I'll be accompanied by Kay Loggins, a.k.a. Time Warp, and you will see sets from Julio Torres from Lots of Spookies and My Favorite Shapes, Simple Town from Adult Swim, Spike Einbinder from Lost of Spookies, Search Party, and generally Coney Island, and Richard Perez from I Have to Do This. 
I'll also be selling original bookmarks, postcards, and art that you can give to your friends and family for the holidays. Buy tickets on the Littlefield website or go to my link tree, linktr. ee slash timothy platt. Linktr. ee slash timothy platt. We cut now to an alley. It's about ten, maybe even eleven minutes later, where our anti-heroes have—they've uh, ducked for cover. They are—they've uh, taken cover in an alley, and they—they're reconvening now. They've got Thicky Thunder in tow. All right, we got him out of the arena, but where to next? I don't think there's anywhere in Piss Harbor that's safe for you anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of running out of places to hang out here before I did all this bullshit too. <laughs> this man is so forthright and honest. That's goodness to me. We have to help him get out of this town. There's nothing for him here. <laughs> you don't have to. In, in reality, honestly, attaching yourself to me in any way will only bring the wrath of Terry surgery. So do yourselves a favor and just let, you know, cut me loose. Cut ties with me. Protect yourselves, and I'll be okay. I'm made to fight, and I'll fight my way out of here, or I'll fight my way directly into the grave, which of course means losing the fight. But I'm down. I'm game for whatever it takes. What is so scary about this Terry surgery anyway? He can't even satisfy his wife. That's. I'm sorry, Edjika. But that makes him scarier than ever. Someone who could stand idly by why a stranger pumps his wife, Rebecca, <laughs> yesterday. Do you understand the kind of metal a man must require to watch that and just sit on a hotel chair in the corner of the room going, oh, God, no, no, no. But like mostly of that is for show because it adds to the pleasure in his mind. Yeah, of course, I happen to spend some time in the gym with Terry surgery, so I got caught up on some of this stuff. I don't think this helps us in any way. Unless, of course, what is it? we could stage <laughs> some sort of faux cuck situation and get ourselves in and out of Terry. Oh, pun intended there by accident. Get ourselves in and out of Terry Surgery's hideout. What that would do for us in the long run, I'm not sure of. But I know like, I would. Can't we just kill him? Oh, yeah. We could just kill him. Seems like a kind of farcical sexual escapade that would only get us in more danger and more trouble. I'm not planning on having sex with anyone. I'm a sword. I'm open uh, to well, it. Keep your mind open, Etchika. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. He makes a great point. Think about it. If we distract him with his sexual escapade of cuckoldry, which is what he craves more than anything else, he'll be distracted again by the man or woman sleeping with his wife. We'll be so distracted that we'll be able to sneak our friend out of here with no one following him at all. What was, the, what was the last part, Tommy? What was that last <laughs> No one will be following him, i.e. you, at all. So we go in. <laughs> we go in. Why are we going back to his house to have it's someone such a sleep simple with idea. his wife? He said it's so complicated. We're going to we're going to set up a cuckold situation so he's distracted long enough. He doesn't know we're with Thicky right now. Couldn't we just sneak him out right now if that's what we want to do? Because he's on the hunt. Well, Terry's never actually been present for his cuckolding with me. Whenever I've been with Rebecca, we've been alone. But Terry also doesn't know that Rebecca and I are an item. He thinks you're the one that's been two-timing him, Tommy. Me? But I've been chased unless I've been love, in love. 
And oh, so rarely have I truly been in love. Why don't we leave Rebecca alone and kill Terry? <laughs> yeah, I also feel like we're not centering Rebecca's agency in this situation at all. I think leave all. Rebecca alone. You know, I'm not the most moral thing on the planet, but I'd like to leave her alone and kill Terry. Yeah, I'm not positive what distracting Terry at this point, where we're not currently in his clutches, how that would help us. But I am curious about Tommy's demisexual adventures. So to me, that could be something I would want to hear more about. But there's got are the two options: kill Terry or fuck his wife. Is that the only thing no. we've come up? No, the third option is you. We just fucking his wife, so we're saying we gotta kill him. <laughs> the third option is just like we get you down to the docks and put you on a boat to another city. Ooh, a boat to another city. Okay, and then and who's we don't gonna do fuck any Rebecca of the... while I do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one. Is, no, I'm open to it. Let her, okay, thank let you. her rest. <laughs> She is tired. No one, no one, but I will tomorrow <laughs> on her own time. By her choice. Jonathan Large claps his hand and says, All right, so I'm fucking Thicky on a boat. Let's do this. <laughs> you see Thicky kind of eyeball, uh, and he does like the classic when you eye up a person like from foot to head, but it's weirdly horizontal for Thicky because he's watching yeah, yeah. the center. He goes like sort of down Jonathan's chest and across his uh, horse body, stopping... Somewhere in between the rear legs. Oh, okay. Let's talk, Jonathan. That was your name. I think I heard someone say you earlier. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Jonathan looks at the group. Right? You're all looking at me as though I said something you didn't say. No, it's Jonathan. It's fine. It's fine. I just don't know that you two will have time to forge this connection that is palpable. Here's my pitch. We get Thicky in some kind of, I don't know, disguise, right? Then we get him down to the docks. We book him passage on a ship out of here with a new name, a new identity, and a new future. All right, good. I didn't know how my sexual intercourse with him on a boat was going to help anything, but I'm a team player. We know. I got a few things that'll help, but not the current situation, but it could take the edge <laughs> off both of us in the long run, Jonathan. Sex is wonderful. Or add an edge to me, really, I think. I'm just doing the math here, <laughs> or the, technically doing the bio biology here. It could be pretty stressful on my frame. But you know what? I'm I'm, I'm down a rabbit hole here. We're, we're, I think we're moving away from fucking each other and fucking uh, people's wives and stuff, which is totally reasonable. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, think, I think it would be prudent for all of us to just take a little moment and enjoy each other's physical presences before making a decision because it seems that everything that we've been saying has to do with some strange sexuality. You hear a voice from an open window in the uh, like opposite of the alley just say, yeah, I think the frog's right. <laughs> Tommy, I thought you were the chastest of us all. Unless I was in love, and maybe I am in love with this group here. Picking out moral people, killing people who ain't moral, disagreeing like a family. <laughs> Not that kind of family. All I'm trying to say, everyone, is that we keep on confusing our pleasures with our missions. And maybe once we get our pleasures out of our way, we can actually get this man all disguised and sent away from Viz Harbor. Yeah, I think the frog's got a point. I think that's a great idea. Quiet, you! 
Ah, and you hear a voice coming from also inside of that window saying, are you trying to watch bounty hunters fuck in the alley again? And he says, no. And he slams the window shut. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what happens to Thicky Thunder. No offense. I truly don't care. What I care about is my own hide and my little doggy. And if we piss off Terry surgery by sending this man on a boat and not following through, I think it could be a headache for us. That's all I'm saying. I just want it to be on the agenda for some time soon. What if we had something of Thickey's that proved to Terry surgery that we had taken care of him? Mm. Yeah. We wouldn't get the bounty. You know, even when you're trying to capture a live bounty, sometimes things go sideways and the target dies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's nothing left of them. What do you have in mind? Thicky, what part of yourself would you be willing to part with? Uh, I'm not really excited about parting with any of my parts, but I did have an injury six years ago. I was fighting a half-orc named Gurok, and he ripped my pecker off in the third <laughs> round of a, a no-holds-barred match. And it's been sewn back on, but it was on the cover of all the local Piss Harbor newspapers when the stunt <laughs> happened. When the So people are very familiar with my pecker. The cover. <laughs> It's just like a full, yeah, it's a full page. It's a full bleed photo. Pecker of the year. It's just like a bloody dick on a wrestling mat. Like, and it's and it's like mostly girth. It's like a little. Uh, it looks like a stack of poker chips or something. Like a, a short stack. A kid with a newsboy cap shouting extra, extra. Read all about it. A fat dick got ripped off of a guy. Other children are running up and buying copies. No. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta unionize. <laughs> uh, uh, Thicky, I was I was thinking like maybe like a trademark piece of jewelry or a keepsake, but uh, your dick works. I know it. No, uh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. Thank <laughs> well, you, Magic. Yeah. But it works for what you're needed for. It just doesn't work for what I want it for. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, were you offering me earlier? <laughs> Oh, I'm a I'm a devil with the mouth, sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> even on She's stone. stone. <laughs> you watch me finger the cat guy, right? Imagine what I, I did. <laughs> you know what I did. I did fabulous. I'd um, like to once again claim that we are all horned up, and if this man about to lose his dick, then might as well be able to use it to its fullest capabilities before he let it out. I am a cowboy frog. I wish, Tommy, I wish, but my it's just barely sewn on. It's cosmetic at this point. It's actually... And this is crazy to say. It's not that difficult for me to give you guys my dismembered cock. A worthy sacrifice. We'll take it. Like untying a shoe. Your terrible member is the ticket to your freedom. <laughs> Release yourself. <laughs> it's actually, it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. You know, we all gather around. Thick, thicky reaches into his pants. Uh, a single tear goes down his cheek. As he kind of, you hear like uh, an unzipping sound, like a sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) And Thicky just uh, opens his palm and and inside of it is (laughs) like a pog slammer, more or less. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's glowing. (laughs) It's got elf on it. We we need to keep this safe. Tommy, would you lift your hat? 
Tommy puts his hands on either side of his 10-gallon hat, and he lifts the hat off of his head. Make a meal of it. Yeah. And turns it over so this hat is more like a bowl. A deep bowl. Three feet deep. (laughs) Not going to need it. Uh, Thicky dr- uh, drops his uh, little chode in there, and, and you you hear it fall for really long. Yeah, we hear like a long whistle, like Ooh. it makes it sound like when Goofy falls off a cliff. Like, yeah, <laughs> it right. splashes when it gets to the top. <laughs> Thicky, make a wish. I already did, and it already came true. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I wished that I had made friends and it happened. Thank you. Wow. Uh, a kind man, a lovely man, an honest man. We can't kill him. He's too good. We already took that off the table like a, just quite like to, a while ago. I You've been like, suggesting we have sex with him for like 45 minutes. I just like to repeat the good things we do. It makes me feel like it's okay when we do the bad things we do. We do bad things? Let's save him. <laughs> we cut to Terry Surgery's office now. You see, gathered in Terry Surgery's office, Moose, Tommy, Ejika, Neil, Jonathan Large, and a chef in a lar- with a large mustache and a big chef's hat and a, and a, and a big chef's coat uh, holding a rolling pin. He's short. He's like maybe 38 inches tall. But what a what a chef. Would you say he's jacked? Yeah, he's he un, you know, you can tell that this guy needs a lot of dough. Yeah, he's like he's got he's like almost all muscle almost. Uh yeah. Terry Surgery's big chair is facing out looking over Piss Harbor. He turns around in his big chair. He goes, "And what do you want?" And he looks at the chef and goes, "Oh, hello, a chef." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. Terry, I got some bad news. We uh we tried our best to bring him in alive, but that that jacked halfling, he just he just put up too much of a fight, and we had to put him down. In fact, all that's left of him is this, and Moose motions to Tommy. I feel like at this point, Tommy wants to explain for maybe a minute and a half how he takes his hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's elbow. <laughs> Tommy's elbow. <laughs> no. Tommy's elbow's bend. To snatch the hat. He picks it off and turns it over and reaches inside and uh, um, he rustles around, he rustles around, rustles around and pulls out that very dick that was removed before. Well, this is all we've got left of the man who fought so hard. In his hand is like buttons and some lint and a key and then also like a a bloody stump of a dick. Yeah, we grabbed him by the dick and dunked him in acid, but the acid was too strong. Sorry, we used too strong of an acid. It burned his whole body and both of it. Terry surgery nods, an Achilles circumcision. <laughs> he takes the dick and he looks at it. And then he takes the cover of Newsweek with the disembodied dick on it. He looks at that. He looks at the cover. He looks back at the dick, the cover, the dick. He puts the magazine down. He says, my word, you really did it. You really ripped his dick off and killed him. Yeah, sorry, we were trying to bring him in alive like you asked, but uh, that asked it, I don't know my way around the ratios of poison to water. Sorry about that. Well, the important thing is that he's dead. I wanted to torture him to death, but, well, I suppose if he's dead, he's dead. 
it's good that this happened. And he looks, he spins around in his chair and he looks out on the harbor. He goes, yes! Spins back around. I'm very glad that this happened. I can't offer you the full $700,000 or gold or whatever we use for money in this world, but I can offer you 100 gold each. That's a lot less. Uh, it is. And this is, and he, he waves the dick at you. He says, this is a lot less of thicky. <laughs> a lot fair, less. Fair's fair. How, how, about, how about 120 gold each? 120 gold each. I'll what tell you this. What difference is 20 going to make? 200 for the chef. I'll give 200 for the chef. You want Just me to, to the chef. You want me to cook that dick up for you, sir? <laughs> oh, and he claps and he, he tosses you the dick and says, throw it over your head like a pizza dough. Uh, you uh, only uh, uh, Moose, who's sitting close to the chef, ears. Whoops! I maybe pushed it a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, he he leans forward. He says, "Yes, cook the dick. Cook the dick in front of me." Oh no! Uh, okay, think back to all the cooking shows you would watch instead of sp- spending time with your fiance. Uh, I, I grab a pan. Weirdly enough, he has like a, a cooking show trolley thing comes sliding out and has like just a single burner and a pan on it and some like prepped. Uh, here, here, here. And he turns the heat up on his desk and he goes, Benny Hanna style. Oh, okay. Who's having a birthday? Uh, <laughs> Thick, thicky throws the little disc, uh, dick disc onto the table and is spinning it around. He puts it up on its side and spins it like a coin. And he says, "Tips or tails?" Uh, Flips it up in the air, throws it on the ground. He's kind of like shaking it around with a spatula and a knife. Grabs like a that shooter thing of oil, that squeeze bottle of oil, shoots it right into the urethra, and then lights it, and it causes like the onion volcano, but out of the tip of a tiny like stocky dick, and it's blown up there. And he's like, oh, uh, like uh, is uh, is uh, what call it? Is Terry into this? Is it working? Is he enjoying the show? Can you you described it so beautifully? Can you make a charisma roll with advantage for me? Sure. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> a 14 we rolled. Mmm. Terry is into this, yeah. <laughs> He's clapping and he, he opens his mouth and he points to his mouth. He goes, oh, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thicky like turns to the other <laughs> adventurers and is like shrugs his shoulders like, I'm so I'm in too deep now. <laughs> so Mo- Moose mouths, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I Feels like thumbs up, like hell yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, Thicky grabs his, scoops his dicky up in like a spatula and a spatula and uses it like a uh, slingshot, like you would flick mashed potatoes off a spoon, like in a hook. Um, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Bangarang, Rufio, bangarang. <laughs> and he f- flicks his dick off the top of the spatula and, uh, I guess I'll roll for uh, Dex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ranged attack. For Dex. <laughs> oh no! I rolled a two. <laughs> Why did you roll? Why did I say roll? <laughs> I never would have made you. <laughs> There's got to be some chance in the system, man. <laughs> uh, it goes right past him, and it flies right past his head, and it shatters the windows. <laughs> Uh, behind him, and it's just shot out. And Terry turns. And he says, "No, my food!" And he runs toward out at, towards the window, uh, shattering the window and jumping out into the night sky after it. Terry, don't you owe me two hundred dollars? Oh crap! 
crap. You hear Terry shouting, Oh, yum, 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 yum. oh I did I managed to eat it. I managed to I, I'm eating I'm eating the dick. Oh no, the ground is fast approaching. Oh dear. Oh, is this the end of Terry Surge? Oh good! Oh, there's a pillow factory down below. Hopefully I'll land on the Oh no, I've landed on the roof of the pillow factory. <laughs> oh, breaking they made my that out of broken glass. Oh, the the glass! Oh, oh! I'll be back in a future episode. Oh, oh! But I'm out for now. Moose runs to the window and looks out and sees that Terry is like clinging to life, and he goes, "Not today, Rebecca. Not today." And Neil looks at Thicky and she goes, "It's how you use it." Yeah, it must have gotten erect while I was cooking it, and it got a little too strong. One last hurrah. I would like to maintain that our sexual chemistry is still through the roof. I am a sword being carried by a dog. What strange adventures we have in Piss Harbor. This night of nights. <laughs> Tommy's looking out the window to the stars. When foe becomes friend, when friend becomes chef, and when chef becomes killer, almost killer of man, man married to lover, man married to wife who, who is lover of friend. The many webs we weave in this dark city create what we like to call story, adventure, romance, mystique, uh, love even. I'll take it from here, Tommy Whistle. Thank wow, you. what an exciting episode of Rude Tales of Magic. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Tune in in two weeks when all of these characters will return, except for Thicky Thunder. Good night, everybody. Wee. Good night. Good night, Good night. boys. And scene. That was Ali Fisher as Neil, Harley Monado as Edgica, Christopher Hastings as Jonathan Large, Joe Lepore as Moose, Tim Platt as Tommy Whistle, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else, with one notable exception. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk, edited by Sam Grant. Sound designed by Steve DeLamater and scored by Kodiak Sanders with additional sound design for Michael Gelfry. As always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul and our big freak, Christina Lopez. And special thanks to our guest with the mest, John Gabrus. You can hear him on his podcast, High and Mighty and Action Boys. And watch him on True TV's 101 Places to Party Before You Die! <laughs> oh, good night. That was a HeadGum Podcast.